Welcome to episode 103 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and I'm joined as always by Woody V. How you doing, bro? Good, man. It's a, it's a good little run here. My, my Kings got a victory on the weekend, and our, and our Hawks got a, a victory this morning. So a couple of positive days uh, for my teams, right? So I'm happy. Definitely. Jeez, the Hawks yeah. needed that win today against um, San Antonio. So at the sure. time of recording, it's uh, Tuesday, the 16th of January. So no, we did need that one. So well, before we get into it, Woods, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, the audio is available where all podcasts are found. Um, we've had a really big increase with the subscribers on YouTube. So we thank everyone so much for your support. Yep. Um, continue to, to bring you this weekly content. So well, as we always do with this weekly show, Woods, um, we're going to show off some random jerseys i can see you doing the nbl theme this week so why don't you talk to us about the one you're wearing today well i saw you put on the run sheet we're going to talk about southeast melbourne today so i thought mm. you know why not right so uh i'm just going to stand up nice Woody's standing up rocking the number 55 mitch creek the looney tunes on with marvin the marshall marvin the marshall on the back is yeah, that like that's... the new Oh, I like it. It's in the hat, actually. Yeah, nice. You did step up your hat game over the Christmas period, didn't you? I did, man. I did, man. I think you have worn a Mitch Creek jersey on the show before, or or, or presented one behind you, perhaps. I remember, actually, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, in talking about all his accolades and everything, I just wanted to bring up something today. I mean, he's been treated a bit harshly, I think, by the Australian selectors and his lack of uh, chances to play for the Australian national team. And Brian Gorgian has come out recently and said he will be considered for uh, for the Olympics. So what are your thoughts there, I mean, on, on the way he's sort of um, being treated over the years and his lack of uh, opportunities playing for the national in the national setup? Well, I think he'd have to be the best Aussie player in the NBL, wouldn't he? Is that a fair thing to say? I mean, I know Golding's the one that seems to get the, the spots in that, but what Creek can do on a basketball court, I'm not entirely sure how well his game does translate to the international stage, um, given his shooting still a little bit up and down. But, look, he's he can do a lot from the position he plays. He's, he's a versatile defender. Um, he's a lefty, which catches people by surprise all the time. But, yeah, I think he definitely deserves a, a shot, doesn't he? I'm not sure he will make the Olympic team this year, but he deserves a spot in the training camp, I think, to at least show what he's worth, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there, there have been some controversies surrounding him, and I'm not, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to make the, the team for the Olympics. But in years gone by, there have been opportunities, even in qualification games and things like that, when the full yeah. roster wasn't available and he was ignored. Do you reckon some of those off-field controversies have affected um, his non-selection? or It does seem like that, doesn't it? Um, I mean, yeah, there's always there's some rumours going around. There was some reported things about him, which I don't think he was ever charged or anything for any of those rumours. We probably won't. Don't need to bring him up here sort of thing. But no. you'd have to wonder. I mean, it's normally a pretty clean-cut team. Um, you could maybe say whether that will affect Josh Kitty's chances. I don't think it will be. I just saw him no. play against the Lakers and just get booed on every single possession he had the ball. Um, but, yeah, look, I'd say it must be playing some sort of a part, right? Yeah, for sure. But let's leave that aside for a second. Since he was a franchise player in the expansion franchise, Southeast Melbourne, many years ago, mm. how much have his leadership qualities um, contributed to the success of that franchise over, over the recent past? He's the heart and soul of that team, isn't he? Without a doubt. I was really pleased to see him get that shot in the NBA a couple of years ago. It feels like a while ago now, doesn't it? Um Brooklyn and Minnesota, I'm going to say, maybe at a five years back, I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he's got that NBA um, on his resume now, but 
Yeah, absolutely. He's the heart and soul of that team. And I think if they are going to, and we are going to talk about it later, if they are going to perhaps challenge for the play and he'll have to keep playing, and he, he played an absolute blinder last weekend as well, didn't he? He did. He did. Oh, so I like that one, Woods. And that hat's very nice as well. So how many new hats did you get? I know you went to a bit of a shopping. Was it like five or six or something? I got four new hats, man. Four new hats. I got a Bulls one, the Hawks one that you saw last week, this one, and a Spurs one as well. So it was really nice to indulge Kings and um, use one of those vouchers that was presented uh, for my birthday. So it was really nice. Nice. Birthday's continuing, right? Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, I'll talk about mine this week. So I'm doing a Milwaukee Bucks double this week, Woods. Um, So I'm showing a newer jersey behind me, plus I'm rocking an old champion jersey. So one of these players is a well-known player, and the other is a little bit, uh, or a lot more obscure, I should say. So I'll talk about the one hanging behind me first. Um, I know you're not a big numbers man, so you're probably not entirely sure who that is yet. But um, the one I'm hanging is a Chris Middleton black Adidas Bucks jersey. So... Um, Middleton's another one of those guys that's been a bit of a man crush for me over the years, Woods, as you probably know. Um, He's had a great career, and obviously the career is still going strong. Um, So he's currently played 11 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Texas A&M by the Pistons at pick 39 way back in 2012. So a trade to the Bucks, I think Brandon Jennings might have been uh, sent the other way there, has really proved to be a great move. Um, Middleton's gone on to be a one-time champ, a three-time All-Star. To me, he's been the perfect complement to the Greek freak um, on that Milwaukee Bucks team. So, look, injuries have really impacted him over the last few years, haven't they, Woods? Um, you know, he's yep. still age, you know, 32 years of age. So he's still got certainly got some time in, ahead of him there. But um, And I think when he's healthy, he's still an absolute quality player. So what are your thoughts on Middleton? Got a bit of an old school game, I reckon, right? Always been a big fan of his, right? And he used to be a lockdown defender before those injuries, you know, uh, you know, affected him. Him, Holiday, and and Giannis, you know, um, were a big part of that championship run. Those three being able to be very versatile on the floor. It's nice to see him actually coming back to some somewhere close to his his best form recently. You've mm-hmm. seen glimpses of his past. I don't know if he's if, if he's ever going to go back to that all star level uh, uh, performer that he was, but. He's trending in the right direction. And, you know, uh, he's an underrated playmaker as well. As you said, old school game, can mm-hmm. take it to mid-range, you know, very reliable. Um, and just a great teammate he comes across as, right? And yeah. uh, a good man, you know, in interviews no. and stuff, when you hear him speak, he's very respectful and soft-spoken. And um, he comes across as someone extremely genuine. He does. Uh, definitely a big fan of him. All right, well, I'll stand up and um, show you the one I'm um, rocking. Um, the clue is I'm rocking a jersey today. That's my clue. And he's standing up with the classic number 10, Todd Day jersey. Now, that is random, man. We've been doing some random jerseys of late, right? Mate, Arizona, you know, loving, loving the, the jersey brothers. Ones. That's right. So this is about as random as they come, right? So another guy that I had a bit of a, a man crush on in the 90s sort of thing, um, he was someone along with Blue Edwards. That, uh, you know, Milwaukee were probably my, if not my second favourite team, my third favourite team. You know, you have a lot of favourite teams when you're in your younger years there. So um, a little bit about Todd Day. Look, he's probably someone that maybe a lot of our viewers and listeners may not know a lot about. I know some of the old school guys will certainly remember um, Todd Day, but a little bit about him there, Woods. So this is his purple champion Bucks jersey. Um, he played only eight seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Arkansas at pick eight in the 92 draft by the Bucks. Um, he went on to play with Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Phoenix, and Minnesota. So bounced around a bit and then also finished his career 
overseas would so playing in cyprus argentina and then back in yep. the american cba there so it wasn't a long career was it eight years probably surprised yep. me when i was doing my research on this one um so he played for the us um in the 1990 world championships and the, a goodwill game so he obviously had some you know success the, on the national stage there as well um Career scoring average of 12 points a game. Uh, you also had a career high of 41 points on two separate occasions. So the guy could definitely fill it up there. Um, he's currently 53 years of age. Um, he's been coaching at Philander Smith College in Arkansas for I think maybe the last six or seven years there. So what were your uh, memories of Mr. Day there, Woods? Not many, man, actually, with you. I mean, I, mm. I pulled a few of his cards back then. You wouldn't, I think Milwaukee wouldn't be televised very often. Uh, I think it was a 90 early 90s right he was played for milwaukee and then yeah. spent some time at miami straight afterwards and maybe left and came back to phoenix later on in the 90s am i wrong in saying that or yes i think phoenix and minnesota were his last spots there have you yeah. ever seen the surname day as well by the way out of interest hmm. not sure that i have yeah. not sure that i have either yeah <laughs> No, definitely an obscure one. Probably one of the shorter names I've got on any of these old champion jerseys. Tell you what, I've had a couple of pies since I bought this jersey back in the nineties as well, so it's barely fitting at the moment. But um, I'm liking this one. Bit of a bit of a retro look there. And we might have actually pulled a card of his in in one of the various packs we've had in the yeah, past. Yeah, I'm sure we would have around yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, a bit of a trip down memory lane with a you know past player and, and two current players that we've shown this week. So appreciate that, Woods. So, all right. Well, I know we did this the same last week. We might start off with NBL this week. Um, we've obviously yeah, got sure. some NBA to talk about as well. But um, before we get into a round sixteen preview, let's talk a little bit about the round that's just finished. So, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Tuesday the sixteenth of January. So the last games of the round were a couple of days ago. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, maybe a couple of things from this last round, Woods. Let's start off with the red-hot Brisbane Bullets. Um, currently on a four-game win streak, sitting in fifth place with an 11-11 and record. Actually equal with Tasmania and Sydney as well, so just separated by percentage with those two teams there. Um, yep. How impressive have these guys been to you? Very impressive. I think a big part of them being successful is getting a lot of the guys healthy, right? Nathan Serby, uh, back to full health, performing at, you know, all NBL level at the moment, you know, yep. Shannon Scott's back tributing and um, playing that role for them. But the big difference I've seen is um, uh, Chris Smith being inserted into that starting lineup. He's really impacted, had a positive impact on that team in the last, in that stretch of four games. I, I think he missed one of them with injury, but he's yep. come back into that starting lineup and really um, been that scoring punch that they needed. I think he's got back to back, you know, player, player of the games. Um, Jesus shoots it with some arc, doesn't he? He goes f flying in the sky. Why didn't they foul him, by the way, last week in that, that, that game where he hit the winning shot? That was yeah. bizarre there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all the other guys contributing around. You know, you, the, 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 you said the three-headed monster. Obviously, you've seen mm. Mitch Norton, uh, one of your uh, Perth yep. Wildcats, you know, favourites. Um, it's almost like point guard by committee between him and Shannon Scott. That, that Isaac White's been share. pretty handy as well, right? Yep, the best 19% three-point shooter in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, David I'll say that. Good right? call, good call. Yeah. Uh, and Sam McDaniel, man. This is one guy that we need to wow. talk about. People don't talk about him enough, right, in, yep. in conversations of being one of the best defenders in the league. But in terms of wing defenders, he's right up there, right? Yep. You throw out, um, you know, Christian Doolittle and a few others, you know, Tata McCall, um, who, are, who are great positional defenders. But um, we don't speak about Sam McDaniel enough, man. And I think... Um, 
No, uh, good call. What well, he brings to the table on that end is is, is understated. Yeah. On that as well, Woods, I love how versatile his defense is with yep. Daniel. He can play a number of, you know, guard a number of positions. But I think his offense has also impressed me a little bit more um, this year. So maybe I think his last spot was, what, Tasmania? Maybe that wasn't the, you know, the ideal spot for him yep. there. But he's, um look, I don't think he's going to get most improved player this year, but he's certainly going to be in, in the running, I would have thought. His name's going to have to be mentioned when they give out that award at the end of the year, just with, with what he's done there. Um, so, yeah, shout out to to um, McDaniel there. And um, I think very well coached this year as well. That's something I've yeah. sort of noticed with, with Shula, right? Justin Shula's been great. And mm. they're obviously taking um, a cautious approach with Casey Prater. Um, him and Josh Bannon were out ill for last game, right? And they still managed mm. to get the W. So getting Josh Bannon back and healthy and Casey Prater ramping up towards, as, as they ramp up towards the playoffs is going to be great. And this team could surprise a few. I mean, Yep. I, for one, thought they wouldn't make the top six four games ago, let's say, right? Yeah. We know uh, Liam's on, on Brisbane Island, and uh, who, who are we to actually doubt Liam Santa Maria? You know, the the, the man in, in Australian basketball circles, he knew it from the start, and he's proving, yep. he's proving to be right. The ladder is so tight, isn't it? We talked about where their position is there. I mean, New Zealand's, what, one win behind, if I'm not mistaken? I think they might be on 10 wins. Am I right there? Maybe nine? I think they Worse than that, eight and twelve, maybe. Is it eight? Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe check yeah. over. But um, yeah, look, it's very close. And you know, you see, if a team's on a double and can suddenly win two games in a row, they're right back in contention with things. So it's good. You know, obviously Adelaide, you know, they've still been probably more competitive than what we were thinking. They're probably still going to get the wooden spoon there. But I've liked how competitive it's been. And and look, I mentioned obviously, you know, maybe Mitch Creek's the best Aussie in the NBL. You talked about Nathan Sobey before. He's probably got a lot to say about uh, that yep. as well. I mean, he's really back in that form. And why would you not consider someone like him? Um, for that Olympic team, right? So I think he's obviously not quite the shooter that Golding is, but he can certainly knock him down. But he can do so much more on the basketball court than Chris Golding can do at this stage of Golding's career. Um, he can really push the tempo, very athletic still. So, And to be fair, Nathan Sobey started the season really slow and he was made some boneheaded plays, you know, playing into the refs. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's cut that down. He's getting back on defense and stuff. You've yeah. really seen a change in his attitude. Um, you know, and leadership from someone like Aaron Baines who's been happy to take that back seat and be that mentor in the locker room, playing limited minutes now. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's had a positive influence uh, along with Justin Shula um, on that organization and their trend upwards, right? Sure. I think maybe Sobey must be a listener of the show, Woods, because he's heard us talk about his complaining in the past and he's cut that out. So maybe someone that also is a listener of our show, and we're not really going to talk about him, is um, Jalen Adams from your Sydney Kings. So I dropped a you know a few a few lines about him last week, and he had probably his best game the whole, or easily his best game of the season, I'd say. But we're not going to talk about the Kings, Woods. We talked about them a lot last week. So it was a great win. It was still only one win they had against New Zealand there. But one team Man, I wanted to talk about... Yeah, before we move on, before yeah, we move yeah. on, we're going this Sunday, right? We are looking forward to it. It's the, right? the annual, um, you know, Clayton and Venkat sort of, you know, cup there, they should call it there. You know, uh, my mum and dad and my daughter are going to be coming out. So looking forward to that. And I know we want a bit of revenge. You missed that first game earlier in the year when you were away um, yep. in India. But, you know, the Kings just dominated the Wildcats game. It was it was a little bit embarrassing the way the Wildcats played. But I think Wildcats are a lot different. Um, worried about injuries, though, Woods. I heard that Doolittle and Sark can both be out of that game. So yeah, Sydney's a pretty big team. I mean, there's no way Wildcats, well, 
Very unlikely, I should say, the Wildcats are winning that game if there's no Doolittle and Saar. But, um, you know, Cotton's going to have to really sort of go for 40 in that game. And someone like Usher's going to need to really step up with those sort of guys out. So looking forward to go to that game with you, mate. I'm sure we'll probably get a, you know, a hot dog and a cold drink or something like that. So, you know, bring sure. that on on the weekend. Yep. So, well, you mentioned, obviously, at the start of the show, we're going to talk about Southeast. Um, you're rocking that nice jersey today. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Denwood. So um, they've now lost three in a row. Um, they've dropped to eighth place on the ladder, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, they've got a 9 and 12 record, so only seven games left now. Um, what are your thoughts on these guys' chances in making the play-in? Um, and of the seven games left, how many do you think they would possibly have to win in order to, to make the play-in? I mean, I'm thinking probably they need to five to win five, five of seven, and that's a tough ask. Um, how much of these injuries impacted them as well? And, you know, Will Cummins being let go, uh, it's continuity, right? You know, you mm -hmm. want to be have players and combinations playing together on the court, getting familiar with one another, right? Um, you know, you, you lose, um, you, you've lost various different players at different times of the year, and that's really yeah. had a detrimental effect on them. Mitch Creek's been out, Alan Williams has been out, you know, Abdul Nader's been out recently. Um, mm -hmm. Craig Moller, a guy who does all the dirty work, we talked yeah. about that earlier, you know, someone who, 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 you know, necessarily doesn't put up those numbers, but um, you always need a guy like that on your team. Um, it's just been in and out, you know, Ruben Tarangi leaving, you know, another guy leaving. And it's almost like a different starting five every every game. So I think not just this year, this has been something that has been plaguing Southeast Melbourne over the years. Uh, and it's reared its head again. So uh, I feel sorry for them, but uh, I, I think it's done. I think uh, you mentioned too many strong teams there. Yeah. Abdul Nader there, Woods. He feels. I feel like he's missed more games than he's actually played since he's been. I think he might have had a couple of different injuries, right? It was a finger injury, and then maybe something else. But yeah, look, this would be a bit of a surprise. I think I was higher on them at the start of the season than what you were. But honestly, that roster that they had at the start of the season with you know big source coming back, some some Aussie talent there. I was quite high on what Gak would be like for them coming over from Brisbane. He's been a bit He's been injured, injured as well. As well. He yeah. has been, yeah. 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 Uh, but look, they'd have to be very disappointed, right, to, to currently be in eighth place there. And as I mentioned, you know, three games under the, you know, the 50% 500 record there and, and only seven games left. So it's going to be very interesting. And Mitch Creek's going to really have to just, you know, have some amazing games to get back in contention. Look, I don't think they're totally out of it yet. Um, we'll, we'll see the schedule in a minute and see who they've got this week. But they need to get a bit of a run on, you know. I think the ladder is so tight. If they were to run off maybe three wins, a couple of teams above them lose, a few there are a chance but um yeah it's obviously they're pushing uphill at the moment aren't they i'll say something controversial here that maybe people might not necessarily agree with players should not be working for the media during the season right mm, you know mystery going behind yeah. going behind the commentary box right uh, mm. alan williams coming on the overtime show speaking about other teams and what he thinks of other players and stuff it just yep. seems weird man I, I don't mind the insights it's interesting for the viewer but while the season's on, you need to focus on your team and working for your team, you know, um, mm -hmm. not being in the commentary box. So I just think that that detracts a little bit from things. Um, I know you and feel I, strongly I, on that. I, yeah. I mean, it might be yeah. the sort of thing, you know, get someone when they've just retired. Get, you know, someone like, you know, um, Rowdy Ryan Brockoff sort of thing. Have more of a role with him given he retired last year. These sort of guys that aren't currently associated with the team and can speak a bit more freely. But, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, the, the Creek's certainly been doing a, a lot of games this year, hasn't he? Um, it kind of distracts from the, the, the vision of the team, right? You're, you're yeah. off going into the media box and you're commenting on all mm. the games and working with the, the pundits. It's It's... 
It's, it's conflict of a, interest, in my opinion. Yeah. It's been a tough first season for Coach Mike Kelly as well. I mean, obviously, we mentioned so many different starting lineups. Um, you know, the change in the imports there. Big Source obviously missed what you know, quite a handful of those first few games. So I feel for him a little bit. He's someone that you know I really like from his time. You know, both playing and you know assistant coach with the Wildcats there and coaching in general. So hopefully they have a bit more success. But yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be very hard for them to to make it there. So. Yep. All right, well, let's do a little bit of a, a preview on this week's games, Wood. So um, round 16, what is there, only like four rounds to go after this, is it, or five rounds? But we're certainly on the tail end. I know the regular season finishes in February, so maybe around a month away. So it feels like the season's flying, to be honest. But, um, yeah, why don't you maybe you, you can go through the games there and we'll give some thoughts. All right, well, the the round starts off tomorrow. Um, hmm. Been a few Wednesday starts the last couple of yeah, weeks, which is yeah, nice, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so the, the aforementioned Southeast Melbourne Phoenix take on the Adelaide 36ers and go in as favourites. I'm not sure about that. Um, Adelaide's sort of been on a good run lately. I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably go with Adelaide in this one by a little. I mean, talk, talk about a must-win game, Woods. I mean, you can just, you know, put a, a cross through them if they lose this. There'll be four games under 50%. Um, I know it's being yep. played um, rural, isn't it, State Basketball Centre. I know they've got the, the tennis um, yep. in Melbourne at the moment. I'm going to say Southeast just um, do what they need to do and they, they get the W in that one. Fair enough. Um, okay, then Thursday we have a really good game. The Illawarra Hawks at home to the Cairns Taipans. Uh, gonna be tough to call that one, man. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Cairns. It is a tough Cairns one. Cairns and a tight one. I'm going to continue the theme of picking differently than, than you. I'm going to say Illawarra win that one, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't shock to see Cairns win. And that's a, a pretty big game for both teams as well there. Yep, for sure. Um, let's move on. To Friday, where we've got the double header, the early game at 7.30 at My State Bank Arena. Tasmania Jack Jumpers at home to Melbourne United. What's going on with Tasmania on their home court this year, right? They seem to have dropped quite a few games there. Um, it's funny. It feels like it's almost um, they're a team in chaos sort of thing, but they're still, what, third on the ladder. And, you know, I think I've mentioned the same record as Brisbane and Sydney. Um, they need to start finding some form. Um, you know, Doyle's been out of sorts since he returned from the US after, you know, his father's funeral there. Um, Jordan Crawford's been pretty um, yep. in inefficient, I would say, in his last yep. few games there. He just hasn't quite looked the same there. So um, this will be an interesting game, won't it? I, I expect Melbourne will, will, will get up on this one. Yep, likewise, likewise. Um, your Perth Wildcats at home on Friday night, RAC Arena. A couple of big games for Perth this round, right? Yep. Is there any reason why Perth play like a late Friday game and then have to travel and play Sydney? It seems a little bit unfair if you're asking me, so getting my excuses out there already. Um yeah, again, Woods, if we've got some of these big guys out and we're playing against that three-headed monster of Brisbane, this could be a real danger game for Perth. So um, I really hope Doolittle gets back. You know, it looked a bit innocuous, that knock that he got last week, but he clearly wasn't right when he went off there. I think we'll continue to, to watch the, you know, the the various social media outlets to see if he's definitely out. But, um, yeah, I'll have to say Perth, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this game. I'll agree with you. Go with Perth there. What's wrong with the Wildcats playing on a Thursday night? It doesn't happen very often, right? No, there seems to be they just like to schedule in those Friday night ones, don't they? It was actually good seeing a Saturday night game in Perth, a very rare one with the roof closed, obviously, with the weather there. But, yep. yeah, they, they seem to like that time slot for them, don't they? It would have made sense for them to have that Thursday night game. Um, mm. Yeah, or 9.30 give them an extra day. I mean, give them an extra day, yeah. 100%. If we're talking Eastern Standard Time, by the time they finish that, it's, you know, 11.30 on Friday night. It's a, a reasonable, you know, road trip to get to Sydney for the early game as well on Sunday. So, yeah, a bit, bit strange. Okay, let's move to Saturday. You've got a doubleheader starting off with New Zealand in, and South East Melbourne um, in Spark Arena. So, New Zealand at home there. Who you got? 
Mate, I'm going to go all in on South East and say they win this one on the road as well and they get back in contention after we've spoken about them this week. So this is really a big week with them being on the double there. And New Zealand's a bit up and down, aren't they? They can sort of, you know, they really challenged Perth um, a couple of weeks ago and then just got blown out by your Kings there. But I'll say South East, maybe in a close one. Yep, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, Illawarra and Adelaide, so two home games for Illawarra yeah. in the one round. So yep. um, I think that... I think they should take care of business with Adelaide. You know, yeah, I mean, I think, Gary I think Clark and Sam Froling been playing really good, and I think uh, that's going to be a bit of a, a nice matchup between the the, the two bigs. Uh, you know, the, the the front court of Gary Clark and uh, and Sam Froling against uh, Jacob Wiley and Isaac Humphreys. That's going to yeah, be fun to watch. Good yeah. call, and all four of those guys are in pretty good form, aren't they? Froling just continues to not surprise, but he just delivers every game, doesn't he? And you're right, Humphreys has been great. I'm not sure what his contract status is again next year, but nah, he's, always someone's. He's up. He's up. Yeah, he's up. it's strange. You always seems to get these short contracts and he just plays so well. Yeah. Hey, speaking of um, big guys Woods looking for, I heard that Angus Brandt's possibly you know, looking for a spot back in the NBL. So I wonder what he's got to give at this stage of his career and, and where he'll go. So that could be someone to, to watch this space anyway. Remember him as a rookie for the Sydney Kings and now he's Absolutely. a well-travelled veteran playing all over the world in the, Japan. The Kings and couldn't get anything and... out of him and he went to Wildcats and turned into a world beater there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, man. I mean, do we have to really talk about this Sunday, Sydney versus Perth? Um, man, I'm not convinced. Like Sydney, all right, they had one good game, but they've been mm. they've been playing. Pardon my language. We're playing pretty shit of late, right? And we we got lucky with the win, um, simply because of the you know the whole pink day, the double header with the you know with the women, sixteen thousand people. Yeah. They were playing for their coach. I, I'll reserve judgment when we can string together some consistent performances in is a row. Is your boy so. DJ Hogue going to be playing in this one, or is he out again? I think he's out. Well, I think he might be out. Um, it's been a disappointing season, what they've got from him with these injuries. Um, again, like I said, I'm a bit worried about the Wildcats, you know, A, backing up from a, a Friday game, and then B, having potentially their two big guys out there. So oh, I hate to say it, Woods, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Sydney in this one, unfortunately. Well, I was gonna, I'm going to pick Perth in this one. Ooh, so there, okay. there you like, go. All right. It's a bit of reverse psychology I'm feeling on this one, right? For both of us. Exactly, yeah. All right. All right, what's the name of this game we got on Sunday? Uh, the Sunshine Sunday. What is it? <laughs> the Sunshine <laughs> Stash. Sunshine Stash. 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 All, right. all right. I'm going to yeah. go all in on my Taipans to win both games this weekend. So I'm going to go Cairns in a tight one against Brisbane. So that means you've got Brisbane dropping both games as well. Or did you I do. Them? So, okay, Brisbane I do. lose both. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you we talked about how tight the ladder is. I feel like this round, you know, a couple of teams on doubles, quite a few teams actually, this is going to really shape things a little bit further going forward. But, yeah, very interesting round, Woods. And, yeah, I can't wait to – I've only been to the one game this year. It was the Wildcats um, game. Hopefully your little run of going to Kings games and them losing continues there. But, yeah, it's a, a big round ahead anyway. Yep, no worries. Yeah, I think Cairns would be twelve and twelve, and Brisbane would be eleven and thirteen. If yeah, Cairns if, if, ahead of a big one if, there. If my predictions are correct, so I yeah. mean, just like that in one round, the the ladder can just change so quickly. So it's been a really exciting season, and the playoff race is heating up, and it's very interesting for all of us, right? For sure, for sure. Nice one. Well, appreciate that, Woods, going through some NBL. Um, of course, we're going to talk about some NBA as well. Um, we don't have a lot on the agenda today, but. I want to start off with that crazy result that happened. Um, look, it was a few days ago now, Wood, so some people may have missed it. Um, it was the fifth largest margin in NBA history, with OKC beating Portland by 62 points. Like, I found myself looking at that score, and I was doing the maths in my head, 40, 50. Hang on, that's a 60-point win there. So 139 to 77. Um, as I mentioned, it was the fifth largest margin in NBA history. I think OKC might have lost one by a similar amount either last year or the year before. But what are your thoughts on this absolutely crazy result? 
Well, I'm just going to say the game ended right before halftime when the Blazers, you know, trailed by, I think, 36, 37 points, right? Um, and look, several NBA veterans have raised some questions. Uh, most importantly, um, Chauncey Billups is the one to be put in the hot seat. So I'm just going to read a quote from ex-Phoenix Sun star Eddie Johnson. Um, and he said this, Robbie. He said, you lose by 60, like in an NBA game down, you're 60-something. Something's wrong. I understand DeAndre Ayton's not there. But you still got Anthony Simmons, you still got Jeremy Grant, you still got some guys that can score the ball. Uh, yeah. The 1989 sixth man of the year added, we've seen historically when team, teams lose like that and get blown out, people start looking at the coach. And I think Chauncey Billups has done the job, but he has to be careful. You can't be getting beaten like this. This is embarrassing right here. So that says a lot. I mean, mm. you've got to fight, you know, just because you're down and out by, you know, 40 points at halftime. You know, by all reports, OKC weren't running up the score. They were bringing in their bench guys and stuff, right? Trying to, like, um, you yeah. know, be respectful. And they still lost by 60. So, Could you uh, imagine going to watch a game like this live? You know, going for a game. Obviously, you know, OKC would have been pretty big favourites going. But going to an NBA game has 62-point margin. So I reckon we're not going to get close to that maybe for a good couple of years now. That seems about as, as big a, a margin as we can get there. So, um, well, shout out to the Thunder. They did drop the game today against the Lakers, didn't they? That was so, a, a pretty competitive game there. But um, well, also, we had a trade as well, Woods. Um, so not a massive trade, but a trade we're going to talk about nevertheless there. So a couple of name players trading places there. So Washington sending two of our former Hawks, actually, and um, Danilo Gallinari and Mike Moose Muscala um, to the Pistons for Isaiah Livers and former number two draft pick Marvin Bagley. So, yes, the Marvin Bagley that was drafted in front of Trey Young and Luka Doncic, um, what, five seasons ago, I'm going to say now. So um, any thoughts on this trade? Look, I've been saying for a while when we talked about the Detroit Pistons was um, in previous episodes not long ago about their need to bring some veteran leadership into that locker room. And they've done that, you know, bring, bringing in Gallinari and, and Mascala. These guys yeah. have been there before. They lived the NBA life and they're going to do nothing but help some of these youngsters along. So I really like that for Detroit. And someone like Marvin Bagley, he, look, he needs a, he needed a fresh start and Washington are going to play him, no doubt, to see what if he's got anything left in the tank at this level. So yeah. he's going to get an opportunity to play there. So I don't mind it for both sides. Well, neither of those new Pistons players played today, but the Detroit got a win. So that's always a, a big thing in the so, And they got one that. of those crazy Alec Burks games that he has like a couple of yep. times a season. He was 11 of 17 for 34 points. Um, I'm quite liking, I know we're not going to go on a big Pistons round here, Woods, but um, I, I guess what Ivy and um, Duran uh, are, are bringing him there. So certainly yep. some, some keys to the future with those two guys. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, and one of the Thompson teams is there as well. So exactly. Yeah. Well, but yeah, yeah, these teams actually played each other today. Funny yeah. enough. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to want to say too much about Washington because I watched them, you know, beat the the breaks off the Hawks on the weekend. A really disappointing game. But they're a strange roster that Detroit team. There, I'm not quite sure what they're going for there. Um, just seems a, yep. a very strange team in general there. So. All right, well, yeah, to finish off our NBA stuff, Woods, I wanted to do a little bit of a chat about the Rookie of the Year race. Um, yep. So two unicorns, right, um, in Wemby and Chet. Um, currently, these guys are flipping between one and two in the NBA.com rookie ladder, so they do that every week there. I always pay close attention to that. Um I think third, fourth, and fifth are just a mile off these guys, so we don't even need to mention them. But they've got Wemby currently at number one. Um, who do you think will end up as the Rookie of the Year when the season's all all said and done? Um, also, how much do you think Chet's team record will come into play as well? They've currently had 20 more wins, um, OKC, over the Spurs. So who's, what are your predictions for that award? 
I still think Victor, I mean, you're right. Um, if you look at their, their averages, Victor's slightly higher in points per game, slightly higher in rebounds, and, you know, around about the same in blocks per game. But as you said, um, Chet's been part of a, a team that's been successful, which could play into his advantage. Yeah. But let me just read something to you, right? Um, recently, Wemby's had an ankle injury, right? So he's been put on a 24-minute restriction since, since the 21st of December, right? Mm-hmm. He's played just 23.7 minutes a game in that span. But in that time, he's netting, check this out, 23.4 points, 9 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 3.4 blocks, while connecting 52.3% from the field, 35.1% from long range, and nearly 89% from the three-point line on 6.3 attempts. I mean, mm-hmm. this type of production, even for a player who gets close to 40 minutes per game, is unbelievable, right? So yeah. I just think that, sure, you know, Chet's team's done a lot, lot better, but Victor's just going to keep on this upward trajectory. And as he comes out of this injury, he's figured out playing the five-spot works for him, you know, in, in, in that San Antonio team. Yeah. I think there's, there's the improvement is going to be exponential on a team where he needs to do a little bit more. Whereas Chet's playing for a team that has a chance to make a deep playoff run. So mm. he's going to play the role that's required for him to win ball games. Whereas Wemby can probably freelance towards the end of the year and do his own thing and really, you know, um, uh, you know, put a, you know, put an extra stamp on those, those, that statistical output. Right. So well, I got another good look on Wemby today. Obviously the Hawks um, beat him there. He was amazing. You know, played just yeah. over that minutes restriction, I think 27 minutes, but yeah, he was 26 points, 13 rebounds, um, five block shots. He blocked Trey Young on a shot where he didn't even jump. So that was pretty funny seeing that, but yeah, he's, um, I mean, Chet's definitely a unicorn, same with guys like Paul Zingas. So I think there almost needs to be another word for someone like Wimby. He's like, I don't know what the next thing is from a unicorn, but he's just amazing to watch out there, isn't he? He really is. Yeah, okay. Aside from those two, let's give it to Hame Hakwes Jr., right? Is that how yeah. I say it? Well, Hame yeah, Hakwes Jr. Oh. I think he's third in those rookie rankings there, Wood. So, the, you know, the, the guy out of Mexico, I believe he's is he the only Mexican in the NBA right now. He'd have to be, wouldn't he? I mean, yeah. unless, unless Eduardo Nahara plans on making a comeback anytime soon. But, he's yeah, he's been, league, he's been great. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. been really good. I picked him up early on, like out of nowhere in, my, in one of my fantasy, uh, in one of my fantasy mm. um, comps. So he's been really successful for me. And yeah, the, a lot of similarities between him and Jimmy Butler. They're, they're showing videos of those two when they were younger, when Jimmy was mm. younger and some of the moves they do. So I think having uh, uh, J- Jimmy on that team has been good for him. And I just really enjoy watching him play. He's an yeah. FFS and personality, love interviews that he gives, seems yeah. like a good kid, really excited to see um, how his game develops over the years. Yeah. And there's a lot of names in this rookie class, wasn't there, that came out this year. I don't think anyone was talking about him yeah. at all. So, yeah, no, good call shouting out that there, Wood. So, all right, well, yeah, looking forward to another big week of NBA ahead. I know um, we mentioned last week we'll probably do some all-star predictions soon. Um, have you vote- voted at all, Woods? They did a triple vote thing today, so I had to make sure I got my vote in for Trey and got him tri- uh, a triple vote there. But um. How much time do I have to left to vote? Um, I might actually be finished. I think it was the American. So I think it's it's the, yeah, I think it might have finished with the triple votes. But get in there and put a vote on Trey. Um, do some of your other favourites. I don't know. Vote Joe Ingalls or some of those other guys that you like. But um, yeah, nice, nice. All right. Well, it's um, that time of the show, Woods. It's classic packs time again. Um, I don't know what you've got ah, yes. for us this week. Yeah. So I'm changing it up a bit. Right. Pretty sure this got sent in by someone. Could have been sent in by. By Sydney Seeking, maybe Sid. I think you did send us these. Well, Mookie might have given me this pack, or yeah. I might have got it from someone else. Someone's in this pack. <laughs> so 93, yeah. 93, 94 tops. 
right? Yep. With, with, the ran, with the random player on the front line, that's not actually a player, is it? It's just like a, a generic yeah. basketballer, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just and some these, number 90, they've got the number 93 on him for the year. These right? are the ones with the silver card in each pack, is it? Or is, am, I, am I wrong there? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, no card in every pack, special tops gold pack. Gold, gold one. Ooh, gold. Yeah, yeah. So we we have heard the silver's gold, right? Yeah. We have opened a pack of these. We have, yeah. yeah. But nice. not not many, I don't think. Right. Pull pull a good one this week, Woods. Plenty of hawks and some superstars, right? I'm always worried about the series two ones. Do you know what I mean? Because they okay. tend to have not as strong cards. But I thought, yeah, sure, yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. it. Um, okay. Oh, okay. The tallest man to ever play in NBA history. You recently acquired a shirt, which well, you're actually wearing. You're actually shirt wearing, that I'm wearing underneath. underneath. I wonder if I, is it is it this guy Woods? Yes, it sure it's is. Right? Segue, yeah. So Manute Bowl. Wow, straight out of Sudan. Oh wow. I always forget with him with being with Miami. Yeah. The Dinka tribesman. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Wow. They never knew what his actual age was, wasn't he? He's obviously yep. no birth certificates and that. It's quite quite a funny story. People say he was playing in the NBA. People think that he was playing in the NBA probably in his mid forties. Yeah, right? likely, yeah. likely. He's still probably younger than Kevin Willis, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Part of that bench mob at Orlando, um, someone who's had a real impact this year for the Orlando Magic, is the son of a former New York Nick. This New York Nick is Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. Is he getting in a punch up there? I remember him having some, some good fights over the years. Um, yeah, very sort of different players, aren't they? They're both, you know, guards there, but yeah, Cole's certainly a lot more athletic than what Greg Anthony was. But... Okay. This guy had a, 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 a solid career. Um, this is Bullets card. I remember him at the Suns, at the Hornets. Um, had a career in commentating afterwards um had some troubles with the law which he came came out of successfully um had 40 on michael jordan once upon a time um uh, not liddell eccles no no this guy is the What's white the guy could dunk and shoot threes number three. Oh, rex chapman of course rex yeah. chapman oh, I see someone we both like yeah well yeah. you got a rex chapman jersey i do have a rex chapman a son yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um, we always pull these guys' card. You know, my favorite center of all time. Um, Not Patrick Ewing again. Yes. I feel like we get Patrick Ewing probably every second pack. So we've never had that card. Actually, that's an interesting yep. one. The, oh, yeah. the landscape yep. style card there. But yep. yeah, it's interesting. We see, and you can't actually see his big knee braces in that one, which is disappointing. But, yeah. Oh, this is awesome. We've got an insert here. Ooh. Pops reigning playoff MVP. Okay. Only player in NBA history to be named NBA Finals MVP three years in a row. Who am I talking about? Is he bald? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be MJ, right? What a great card that is. Oh, wow. Very nice. don't think I even remember that one. Yeah. What's that look like on the back? Very cool. Yep. So it's got, yep, playoff statistics. From 84 yep. to 92, 93. All right, 93, 94, checklist. Ooh, we know what we're doing with that. He's still worried about Skittles, your dog eating that, or are you just going to chuck it over you? No, no, even okay. yeah, she'll eat it straight away. <laughs> um, okay. We've, we pulled this card last week. Most assistant in an NBA game, Orlando Magic Point Guard. Good old Scott Skiles. 
How many assists was that? Was it 29? 30. Is that the 30? 30. 30. Wow. Yep. Yep. I think we've mentioned that before. Is that a record that's going to be broken? You think maybe in this high-scoring era it would be, but no one's... I can't believe to... it hasn't been. I no, cannot no believe one, it hasn't been. But no one's been. got close either, yeah. they? No one's even... I think like, Rondo got to 25 or 26, yeah, I think, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And Westbrook might have had you know, close to 21 game from memory as well. Okay, 76ers, centre forward, um, lumbering white guy who played limited minutes after four years as an NBA backup. This player... Used last season to retool his game by lifting weights and playing in the Italian league, where he averaged 90 points and 11.7 points a game, and he came back to the NBA. Not right? like Jaminski. No, yeah, that from that from that from that not, that not kind Jeff, of guy. Not Jeff Ruland. Eric Lechner. Oh, wow, oh, I'm glad he told me that was because I would not have picked that one. I haven't heard that name for a long time. Wow. Okay, number 23 for the Minnesota Tim- Timberwolves forward, right? Um, Glass? Okay, so he had so many skills that he made an NBA roster oh, even Michael, though he averaged... Michael Williams? No. He made an NBA roster even though he averaged a mere 6.8 points per game in his career at Duke. Second round draft pick by Phoenix in 1992. He played last season in France where he, where he um, scored 5.5 points per game, right? Chris Carr? No, I'm blanking on this Ryan one. Ryan Davis. Wow, that's another obscure one. I think you might be right about these Series 2 packs there, Woods. Yep. You can definitely get some oh. interesting players. Right? Yeah, guys who get picked up after the trade deadline mm. and things like that on, on Undrafted 10 guys months. and Undrafted stuff Undrafted like guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Center, who center, who's never played a minute in his NBA career till this season. Wow. Um, you will never get this guy. Your brother might know him. Not Storchko Vrankovic. Bob Martin. What is going on with this pack? Who is that? Stewie. Can I, can I check, Woods? Do you know who these guys are? You can stall for a little bit, Woods. I want to actually check how many games of NBA that guy played because that is a, as obscure a name as I can remember there. Bob Martin. So 54 years of age. He played 54 games of the career average of two points. So, wow. So he played 53 that year with the Clippers, one game the next, and then he was out of the league. So, wow, Bob Martin. Interesting. A really, really good friend of Magic Johnson. In fact, at one point, Magic Johnson really wanted a trade to, to bring him to the Lakers. Isaiah Thomas? No. Previously played for the, you know, most of his career for the Mavericks and then the Pistons before uh, you know, sort of finishing off with the Clippers. Adrian Dantley? No. Plus, um, teammate, teammate of Adrian Dantley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm blanking on that. I know, I know this one. Um, geez, it's stumping me this week. Um, no. Mark Aguirre. Of course, of course. I think they might have been traded for each other, him and Adrian Dantley, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or they were I can't remember the, the storyline there. Did did the Lakers want to trade Magic initially before they, for, for Mark Aguirre? Or? No. I don't know if they would have been games who have done that. Yeah, I think Norm Nixon maybe... I don't yeah, know. We we'll have, to watch, we'll have to watch on the next season of winning time to see if they bring it up, right? There's sure. no more next season of winning time. They cancelled oh, it. No, they did, didn't they? I actually quite yeah. like that. I was actually getting used to that by the end of it. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. Um, you'd know this guy. Um, you've, you've mentioned his name before. First round draft of the Clippers in 1991. Um, he then played briefly in the CBA before picking up, being picked up by the Charlotte Hornets. His father... Leroy played 14 seasons in the NBA. Oh, um, 
uh, Ellis. Yep, Laurent Ellis. Laurent Ellis, yeah, definitely. I think we might have pulled his card when we had the yeah. the man himself, Lee Ellis, on the on the show, right? We might have mentioned that yep, one. Yep. So, so that's it. Yep, not the worst pack, but not the best Ooh, either. Certainly not the best, that one. So who, we had a Jordan, we had a Patrick Ewing. Do we have anyone else that actually anyone would even know? Or? Greg Anthony, Manute Ball, yeah. Rex Chapman, Scott yeah. Stiles. And tell, um, me those, tell me the three no-names again. Brian Davis. Eric Lechner. Yeah. Bob Martin. Wow. Uh, Mark Aguirre was, uh, was yeah, a yeah, as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Well, it's always yeah. good. You know, we don't know who we're going to get in these packs. You know, we can get superstars one week and get some no-names. It's good to take a bit of a trip down memory lane with some of these guys. So, all right, Woods, appreciate it. That sort of brings us to the end of the show. So, um, look, as I mentioned at the start of the show, thanks for everyone's support. Um, please make sure you're subscribing, liking and whatnot on YouTube or wherever you listen to the audio. Um, we can also be followed on X at Throwbacks Hoops on Instagram, Throwback Hoops, uh, Throwback dot Hoops, and of course our email address, Throwback Hoops Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, we also appreciate anyone that's um, you know pledging some support to us on Patreon. Um, that that really does help us there. So I'll throw it off to you, Woods. Um, I know you're looking forward to this big round of of NBL, um, the Kings and that. So um, give us give us some final thoughts. Yeah, it's been really tight this this race for the NBL playoffs. So. Uh... Mm. Enjoy the games uh, and go Sydney this Sunday. Yeah, we might have to snap a photo. I know we're probably not sitting together, Woods. You've got your fancy seats. I'll be up in the bleachers somewhere, but we'll we'll snap a photo. I'm not, you know what jersey you're wearing yet? Or? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, man. Maybe my Bolden jersey. I've only okay. worn it the day I bought it, so maybe I'll wear that, yeah. Like, I want to wear a cotton jersey, but I feel like I want to wear maybe my Keanu uh, Pinder black jersey because I think they'll probably be rocking the black jerseys this week. But anyway, we'll, we'll get a photo up on socials of that. So, all right, we we'll really appreciate everyone tuning in for another week. A um, couple of guests coming up in the next couple of weeks, so please make sure you continue to follow us. And, yeah, big peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Thanks, everyone.